Hello and welcome to Turn It Down, a good podcast about bad music. Every episode, we take a bad song or some bad music and pull it apart and try to figure out what went wrong. I'm Joe Oakes. And I'm Steve Sachs. And today, we are going to be listening to something. Well, this is a this is a first for the pod. We are listening to a full album. So far, it's just been single songs, um, but this album is... It's four minutes and 45 seconds long. Uh, we got 14 tracks. Uh, <laughs> and the album is called Emily Montez by the artist Emily Montez. My name's Emily and I'm five. I like playing Roblox and I like going outside. I miss school, but I'm stuck inside. This virus has me losing my mind. I'm losing my mind and I'm going insane I'm rising to fame from this TikTok game I'm spitting fire and I got bars I can rap a thousand words here to Mars I only been rapping for an hour Some say I'm better than Nicki and Chance the Rapper My rapping is so cool, don't need to go to school I'm on TikTok giving y'all this new hip-hop. Laying in my bed, voices in my head, a broken heart. I'm missing you, I don't know what to do, so I just cry. I need you. As I'm laying in my room, thinking up what to do, this virus is crazy, it's the end of the world. All right, wow, that's that's a fun listen. Yeah, certainly yeah, interesting. It's so good. I I think that um, we've done a couple things on this show. You know, we, we we kind of we kind of bill this as a good podcast about bad music, right? And so yeah. the question is, what does bad music mean? Exactly. And exactly. And I think that there are some pieces of music that we listen to, or some songs that are bad because maybe the lyrics are ridiculous or uh or you know i don't know something with the production is insane or some combination of the two right or if like it, it the the message of the song sure whether apparently at first or you know with examination is like deranged or or messed up in some way right. i feel like it's always some combination of those things but, but but then i think there's this other category actually which i think the our last episode about elon musk and now today with emily our, our pal emily montez right kind of similar it's almost is almost this other thing where it's almost more conceptually bad or conceptually oddball or something like that right but the music itself is it good? Is it bad? Is it that's kind kind of almost a separate question? And I don't know. I'm curious, Joe. What you know? What do you think of the actual sonic quality of Emily Montez's work here? Well, so I'll I'll start off by saying yeah. Just to briefly add on to the whole question of what what makes music bad or sure. what what is yeah, bad I guess music. We could expand I mean, on that if you want. There's. I feel like the more music I listen to and the more music I study what I like has become so like diffused by <laughs> there's different areas like you're saying there's different areas in which something can be bad right? right it can be bad in concept it can just sound bad it can be poorly performed I feel like a lot of I have I'm suffering from this thing where I can pick out something I like in essentially any music, right? I could mm -hmm. hate it, but it gets harder and harder for me to just out and out call something bad. And I, I think it's been a, a pattern in, on the show where <laughs> yes, more we than do come around often, at the end quite often. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you yeah. know, more, more often than not, I end up defending either the, the artist or the song itself. And yes. I don't know, I don't know how to stop doing that. Now I'll say that the, the this in particular, this is a five-year-old, Named yeah, maybe Emily we should talk Montez. About what we're hearing, here. right? Yeah. yeah, like there's no context here. So this is this is an artist who is who is her name is Emily and she is five, <laughs> and she 
likes playing Roblox a lot. You know, like a lot of us, the the coronavirus is driving her crazy. She sings about that a few times, mm-hmm. and um, you know, she misses her friends. She's she's just sort of a, a five year old, just living a five year old's life right now in these these trying times and, and sure. expressing her her mind. So it's, I'm not gonna sit here and <laughs> just like critique a five year old's <laughs> TikTok music. So right. I brought it in because there's this there's this category like you're saying of of where it turns into sort of outsider art. It turns into outsider yeah. art. Yeah, when does point. it turn into outsider art? When it's so bad, this is the thing. Like she's not going to get made fun of, but there are other people in this I feel like I can put in this category like Ice JJ Fish. I was just thinking of him. Yes. Right, who became huge almost in an you know, an irony. They were essentially everyone was just making fun of this person, but at for the those same who don't time, know, quickly, just briefly, yeah, yeah, SJJ yeah. Fish was this guy. I, I believe he got famous on Vine, or at least that's how I knew about him. Was S- through something Vine. like that. Yeah, and he's essentially doing what Emily Montez is doing, but he's like twenty or something. He's like a, right. he's like he's old enough that his music should be better. You know what I right. mean? And um, you know, but there was this kind, yeah, and maybe there was a mental illness, you know, component to it, and it kind of went viral, and and. There was a like, are we laughing at him, laugh or laughing with him, uh, component to it as well. A lot of people were laughing at him. Yes, yes, but there was kind of this lovable quality about the whole thing, you know, in the way that almost like you love a pet or something, where you're like, oh, they don't even know what they're doing. That's not. I'm it. not saying that's a good thing, but no, I- I'm just saying that's sort right. of like the feeling. It's like, oh, they don't even know. Isn't that kind of adorable or something? But that's kind of what's happening with Emily Montez, right? Like. But it's okay, more okay because she's five. Yes, right. Yeah. So it's like, and oh, so, she's five. Like, <laughs> and but the thing is, the way I found this, yeah, is through a playlist that I follow by the uh, electronic musician Danny L. Harrell, okay, who's in, associated with this uh, this English label called PC Music, which is kind of in the realm of sort of hyper pop which is this current thing which is this extremely sort of postmodern electronic music that that includes elements of like you know not just video game music but like modern video game culture also like children's music by people like perry grip who makes these like little silly parody songs that are that are g-rated using really sort of obnoxious like sampler you know basic Mm-hmm. instruments and stuff. So I heard this and I was like, "Oh my god. I got to find out what's going on here." And mm-hmm. there's really not much happening. I <laughs> Are you able to were you able to find out much about how this was being produced or who Emily Montez's parents are because there's no way Emily Montez is sitting behind, you know, Ableton or something like that <laughs> making these beats. <laughs> well, I mean, if I, she is, I mean, incredible work, but <laughs> I I don't think I don't. Think. It feels to me like a parent who maybe dabbles in music as a hobby or something. And I mean, I can imagine my friend John. My friend John is a uh, a hip hop producer, and I he he just had a daughter, and I can imagine his daughter in a couple of years. You know, I can imagine <laughs> him recording on a a slow yeah. a slow day where he's working from home. You know what I mean? Um, right, it's hilarious. Yeah. A little record with her, and that's super cool. What's crazy is the way that this has, you know, kind of transcended just being like a project you send your parents because they're it's her their grandchild, and yeah, become as you said, it kind of caught on with these with people who are artists, with people who are right. musicians, which people with people who are putting out, I guess I don't want to call it like serious works of music, but you know, well, what you I mean? know, their livelihood is around music. These are these are people who are examining music very closely too. They're they're all sort of avant-garde musical thinkers. So this kind mm-hmm. of thing, it it's right on the it's right on the fringe of the kind of music that a lot of these artists are making right now. Like this sort of hard auto-tune. Mm-hmm. Things that a lot of people say just sound bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's where this is one of those things that's superficially if you're trying to be ironic in a way i feel like a lot of the times this is an ironic thing of like 
but they're actually finding if you listen to it, there's some really fascinating things happening. I, I, I liken it to, are you familiar with the shags? Yes. I thought of the shags as well. Yeah. Yeah. The it story has... is the story there that like their parents sort of forced them to play or something like that or like Well, the Shags were a band in the 1960s that were three sisters who were in their teens. They were they were young and their I believe their father said you were going to be a band. You were going to be the most you're going to be the Beatles mm-hmm. essentially. Oh, the rich people want what the poor people got, and the poor people want what the rich people got, and the skinny people want what the fat people got, and the fat people want what the skinny people got. And the music they made was similarly incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. And it, some of the characteristics here that that, that kind of it, it almost like to the ear is reminiscent is there's this disconnect between the instrumental and the vocal in a way. It's kind of together, but the rhythm is totally out. The drummer and the guitarist yeah. and the vocalist all feel like they're doing their own kind of (laughs) seeing each other across the room, but not listening to each other. Um, And yet it comes out with some stuff that's very, and one of the people that championed them bringing them into the conversation was like Frank Zappa was -hmm. like, this band is better than the Beatles. Right. (laughs) Yeah. With that sort of irony to it. And similarly to this PC music crowd, Zappa is like sort of a musical, Avant-garde. There's there's an element of parody and satire. Yeah. There's yeah. an element of uh, classical sort of uh, rigor, and appreciating this kind of it's almost like rustic folk art type music. And and mm-hmm. this is kind of if if Roblox if a Roblox I haven't played Roblox so I don't really know. I, I'm gonna I have the app now. I'm gonna just take a look <laughs> at it while we're talking about this because Emily's really into Roblox. She's inspired but. you. It, it's kind of like the pastoral landscape of a Roblox or a Minecraft right. like nature scene. So it, I, I liken it to that. And then when you listen to the Shags, there are moments where you're like, this is, I hear what they're hearing here. And it's, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that was funny too, because it was an age where it reminds me of something we've talked about where in the, in the modern era, it's so easy to just make something and put it out really, right. really quickly and have it you can have it go viral or whatever that back in the day, maybe Emily Montez's mom would be like, you know, running her through dance moves four hours a day, like the Jackson five or like the beach boys. And just like, cause it's, I don't think Emily's writing the words to most of this stuff. Right. I I don't really know. She's gotta be improvising. Right. Yeah. Right. Or, Um, or her mom is like sort of giving her, well, that's what you wonder. Like, uh, there's a gem in there, like, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, You Don't Even Know Who You Are. I know. Is really brilliant. <laughs> so the thing with the Shags is, like, when you're looking at lists of the worst music of all time, right? When you're, when you, this is one of those albums that always comes up. The Shags' philosophy of the world is one of the worst albums of all time. But is it? Right. You know, like, because... But There's, yet we it's know like they it's, don't know. They know? don't know. And and the same with this. It's like we know it's bad, and yet here we are going, it's good. Kind mm-hmm. of. You know? Right. Like But are we just being ironic? Are we just like are our is it the novelty I, I, yeah, are we of poisoned? It? Are we poisoned in some way? I think we are. <laughs> it's, it's like our brains have gone smooth or something like that. Like Right. Well, it's like I kind of enjoy the idea of it. Right. Right? So it's that. But I also enjoy the aesthetic of it, and it's funny. Yes. You know? But But even though, but you know all the while that, like you said, like, to the ear, it's very abrasive. It's very dissonant. And if you're someone... And and it's honestly, it's a little disturbing. I mean... Right. There's this contrast between the 
the innocence of the lyrics or, you know, right. Emily's voice and kind of like this foreboding, dark. Yeah, trap it's like trap music. Beats. Like, <laughs> Can we also it's, talk it's about It's really yeah. scary. It's like, it's unnerving. You know, it's like why in horror, so many horror movies, you know, a child is the center, like the omen, yeah. the poltergeist or something. <laughs> there's something like on that level where it's just always disturbing when, when there's something that ominous and sort of freaky you know juxtaposed with the innocence of a child you know or seen through their eyes or something right and i i think about those there's the creepy little kid element yeah right because it's a kind of a but but i think the thing is it's interesting it reminds me of i i don't know the context but i remember being like maybe a teenager and i was with someone and their kid was like five or six and they were putting on like a some wild horror movie Mm-hmm. for them and i was like is, you is it okay and the kid was like i watch stuff like this all the time and then i think back to me being eight years old seeing goodfellas for the first time you know right so little right. kids are, are more and more and maybe have always been exposed to really dark stuff mm-hmm. and yet it's like they don't have the capacity to realize all the implications of how dark it is so like right. a lot of these like songs just don't have that yeah, you were gonna pull it's up the creepy because she doesn't understand that it's like creepy. Yeah, right, um, right, right. So this is gonna be tough to read the lyrics because there's 14 songs <laughs> and they're all two or three lines long. So let's start with the first track, Emily. My name's Emily and I'm five. I like playing Roblox and I like going outside. I miss school, but I'm stuck inside. This virus has me losing my mind. Wow. Right? Who can't relate? <laughs> Who can't relate? Uh, you know, I'm playing phone games these days. We're sure. in Seattle, so going outside in November is not fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess it's the thing that you're thinking about the fact that five year olds are are aware of the coronavirus. Yeah, you know, five year olds are witnessing all of this. And There's a really dark this. line dark where she says, maybe a little bit later, where she says. Uh, I want to see new places, new people. <laughs> that's kind of, yeah, and that's kind of like the single. This would that would be like the lead single. That's take me away, right? <laughs> lead single. How many well, seconds it's, is it? It's like fifty nine <laughs> seconds long. It has a it has more than one structural element. I think it has a right. verse and a chorus. So second track, Emily Montez. I got to say, they're also like hard cuts. It sounds like these are all like SoundCloud beats, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they're just like free beats chopped up into these little segments so this one's i'm losing my mind and i'm going insane i'm rising to fame from this tiktok game i'm spitting fire and i got bars i can <laughs> rap a thousand words here to mars so you hear that elon musk <laughs> she's going to mars was that the whole record did you just read everything oh no 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 i'm still i'm taking oh. <laughs> breaks between each song so that was oh a yeah song. no i feel like there's this okay okay yeah I'm there's definitely going. like an emotional element uh has crept in you know i think yeah well right out of the people, gate it's angst. yeah like you, you talked about well you also talked about this like post-modern idea you know i think more and more music is being made by people who grew up in a digital era where right. your your record collection wasn't separated by even like even physically so you know you just had these fucking huge playlists where you know Hawthorne Heights is going to be next to Jada Kiss or something or, <laughs> right right you know what i mean and and then you kind of get a blend of those two sounds and some whether it's 100 100 gex or this or or Lil Peep or you know mm-hmm. what i mean this mm-hmm. this fusion where there used to be more of a separation of those those worlds or you know sonically now they're kind of crashing together so the next song is called emily rose that's an interesting thing here is that like about (laughs) the titles half of the songs are have emily's name in them right so this one's emily rose's track three i only been rapping for an hour some say i'm better than nikki and chance the rapper my rapping is so cool don't need to go to school i'm on tiktok giving you all this new hip-hop i just love it (laughs) i just love it I, it does feel like she could have written some of this, yeah, right? Yeah, I think she's kind of making it up as she goes or, or something. Now, question for you, because you, you, you 
found this. D- did you go and check out her TikTok presence? What is the extent of that? I did. So it's kind of like I feel like we I've caught this sort of at the beginning of it not blowing up, but it's not like all of this is not a this is not going to come across everyone's timeline mm-hmm. at this point. And I I have, I've got a TikTok recently and I've been like it's not what I thought it was going to be. Have you like kind of hung out on TikTok for a little while? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, play it's with it. A weird Sometimes mix. Of look things. at it before bed or something. But I looked it up and it is a lot of just like like a mom taking silly little videos of her kid and and having fun with filters and stuff. It's like a person it feels like a personal account. It is. This isn't like they're not really trying to become fa- this isn't one of those things where now, they're trying to make you- a star out of her. It's just like fun. I now guess. how much do you know about Lil Tay? I've never heard of Lil Tay. So Lil Tay, uh, you know, I don't know if Lil Tay was ended up putting out music or not, um, but Lil Tay was a bit older than Emily Montez, and she, I, I want to say she kind of took off on Instagram. Um, but similarly, like kind of what you're saying, it, there was this hip-hop braggadocio quality. I think she was like nine. Um, and she had this kind of shtick where like, it turned out like, I guess her brother was telling her what to say. Um, okay. And it, she ended up like, she was kind of like friends. She became like friends with XXX Tentacion and like, that doesn't seem appropriate. Other rappers, like other SoundCloud rappers. Um, but it kind of spiraled out and like, you know, turned into this weird thing where, you know, they were like filming in houses that like her mom's like a real estate agent or something. And so they were oh filming God. in these houses that were like that her mom was like showing. And that's so strange. Uh, there was like this element of like her parents getting divorced and not sure who she was going to go. With. Like oh, it got wow. really dark. It got really dark. Um, and I think that, you know, you earlier you kind of mentioned like the Jackson five and like Michael Jackson and everyone I'm sure is familiar with at least the the sketches of the Michael Jackson story that right. like his father was super hard on him from a young age abusive abusive yes uh and and you know made him a performer and all of that and and I think you know at that time you could do that kind of in um the privacy of your own home and then eventually hone a craft and an act and then yeah. um get out there but now it kind of happens the other way where you become like a personality first and then you have to like figure out like oh shit i have to like entertain in some way now yeah like could i what could i do uh, i guess i'll try comedy or i guess i'll try music <laughs> I, I don't know like i'm I already famous what's yeah, my and, thing and so that was kind of what was happening with little tay was like she got i you know i i want to say she had a couple million followers uh wow that's but for a and then child, I, you know all right so she still strange. is on instagram it looks like 1.8 million followers 1.8 um, million yeah and her last for post a... so her last post is from 127 weeks ago okay june 18th 2018 and it's uh it's like screenshots of her facetiming with xxx tentacion they seems like they had some kind of event planned together right before he died but if you go to her wow. page She's like I'm looking these at like it now. Hummers, yeah, and like you know, she's like I can't. She used to have this. I don't even remember the catchphrase, but anyway, you should go check out the little Tay page. But she yeah, kind I'm of, at it. she kind of like flew too close to the sun, you know what I mean? <laughs> and kind of like blew up with nothing else there, and it just it kind of imploded, you know. That's and I, that I'm not level saying of that fame. Emily Rose is. I'm not saying Emily Emily I keep calling Emily Rose because of this. Well, thing. that's Emily, I'm not yeah. saying Emily Montez is necessarily headed down that path, but you can see how the social media element of it creates like a, a you know a different set of circumstances than yeah. you know a similarly let's say a talented or mu- musically inclined five year old may have encountered at a different time. Exactly. Yeah. Not that Michael Jackson turned out okay either, but well, no. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. yeah. I, it's just so weird. It, it, it's like, there's a lot of fucking creeps and assholes on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. feel like they ruin shit like this, right? And I think that might be in the cards because already 
the 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 TikTok account that I was looking at yesterday that had all their stuff on it was deleted and they made another one. And that Whoa. only has I don't know what's happening, but I feel like the popularity might not be good. So 244 mm. followers now. And this is real. And there's a bunch of like fake accounts. There's a bunch of really there's like it came up on like Reddit Reddit music threads where there's a bunch of weird fucking guys yeah being like creepy and it's like that destroys things like this that's messed up like this person has to they don't really want i don't think this is meant to be anything other than like a joke right Right. despite what it sounds like like with all this like hip-hop braggadocia it's just you know you get the joke right and so yeah when it when it comes to like young kids like this too you know, the inner it's not like back in the day when it's it's uh, someone like the Jackson five. I wish I could bring up anyone else, but uh, the the where that interaction is an audience and you. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're just cheering for you. And then you go on shows and you do interviews and stuff. Right. That's the angle that you're going for here. It's just open to anyone who can click on the link Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so what is it in people that makes them want to just destroy something like this you know that's a great question i it's upsetting yeah and so (laughs) let's hit the next getting on this dark tone let's hit the next track number four this one's called emily montez breakup in parentheses laying in my bed voices in my head a broken heart I'm missing you. I don't know what to do. So I just cry and I need you. That's sad, <laughs> right? Yeah. When was your first crush? Do you remember? Ooh, my first crush. Um, Maybe like th- fifth grade maybe, or third grade. I don't know. Third to fifth grade. Somewhere in there. Third to fifth grade. Mine was in the know. same range. Yeah. Like eight or nine. Oh, oh. Uh, I take that back. Maybe even maybe as early as second grade. I want to say. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's that age. So I was probably seven. I was probably seven at five. I don't know that I was. No. Aware in that way, but. Yeah, I I would put it for me around third grade. I think. Yeah, I can distinctly remember in second grade a new girl coming to school and my interest being piqued. Yeah. Who is that? You know, right, right. Uh, it's like, oh my yeah. god! I remember the Where first I didn't one that was care really... in first grade. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I didn't care. For me, when it, I remember the first one, I got like, re- I was like, oh my god, this is the feeling. <laughs> <gasps> you had, and you I had, like, like, wrote heard her about name it. and yeah. book and notebooks. I did all right, that shit because right. I, yeah. I knew it was supposed to. And you know, one day it just went away. <laughs> and and so I'm wondering, like, did Emily write this? Does Emily does Emily is Emily really sad about a breakup for real? She's five. Is there so much she had a girl, crush on? Girls, you know, girls mature faster than boys. It's definitely possible, right? You know, a breakup though. Break I don't know. If she can she conceptualize a breakup? <laughs> we go straight from that track to Emily Montez. Corona is crazy. Is the name of the track. And here it goes. <laughs> Shaking my head. Shaking this, my damn head. Oh, my God. Here we go. As I'm laying in my room thinking of what to do, this virus is crazy. It's the end of the world. Boom, 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 blow up. I walk outside, spit fire on the track. You can't do better than me because I am Emily, queen of rap, bow down to the queen, best rapper alive, doing my thing, wiping, wiping. I don't know what wiping, wiping is. It's got to be a reference to something, right? Um, wow. It's the end of the world. This virus is crazy. It's the end of the world. This is a five-year-old. <laughs> it's wild. Some of this stuff that she says about being a rapper really reminds me of Lil Tay. Lil Tay would always say, like, I'm Lil Tay, the youngest flexor of the century. I'm nine years old, but I'm richer than your broke ass or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that kind of thing. I love the sort of, um... You know the length of this record is four minutes or whatever. There, there are, uh, there are a couple of other albums at that like not maybe four minutes, but this guy Tony Molina. Have you heard Tony Molina? No, I haven't. He's made a couple of these records that are like twelve minutes, and 
you know, he's a adult musician. Okay. <laughs> They're good. Their albums are good. I know this is a podcast about bad music, but sorry. Uh, if you're looking for something <laughs> what good. What is bad music anyways? <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for something good, go check out the Tony Molina records. They're, they're really good. They're like, they'll be like, you know, 10 tracks in 12 minutes or something like that. Okay. And so they're all like, you know, a minute and 20 seconds or something. A lot of them are like a verse and a chorus and then a short solo and then they're done. I don't know if I can hang. I'm trying hard to understand why we have been dealt this hand. Wish there was something I can do. Scared of the thought of losing you. There's no one. Pretty punk, some of, you know. Some right? of the songs go into each other. It's it's such a great like concept, uh, just like in out, you know. Because wouldn't this be okay? Do you think that the reception to this? Because if you Google Emily Montez's name, you'll see there are a couple reviews, and they're positive. Yeah. Like, do, if this went on for thirty five minutes, <laughs> is the reception to this different? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I have a feeling that people aren't sitting here like listening to it, right? They're getting the taste of it and go, wow, that's hilarious. But you can do that in four minutes. Right. You can do that in four minutes. And you you're done. You're like, oh, that was cool. I, maybe I'll check that out again. You know, mm-hmm. whereas like, yeah. I don't know that I could listen to that for like 35 minutes oh, straight wouldn't. or 40 minutes straight the way I would, you know, a regular album or it's, whatever. Like The format kind of makes about, it. Yeah. There's something about it being four minutes that you're like, that's great. Like yeah. that was that was crazy. What was that? And I'm glad I didn't have to listen to more of it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah you can just repeat it. Um, yeah, I similarly to the short tracks. I was kind of reminded a lot of Melt Banana. If you listen to Melt Banana, no, I don't know Melt Banana. Uh, it's sort of a, a classic uh, sort of Japanese hardcore punk noise band, mm. and they have tracks that are in the same range. Like they right. do albums that are all. It's just sort of like. Grindcore as, yeah, a, it's, it's as grind. a genre yeah. is like, you know, that's kind of what it's about. Like 10 second little blast beat, like super heavy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's great. And it's just rapidly shifting from place to place. Right. This degree of jumping around really is like, I feel like it, I, I feel like it sort of, you do very much feel like you're in the mind of a five year old. Right. The emotions are up and down really, really yeah. far. The most extreme emotion in each direction mm-hmm. uh, is at the depth that a five year old can get. I'm so like, you know how, you know, it's you're either crying or running around screaming as a five year old. <laughs> right. Right. And right. that's really the song. And it ha- it switches as fast. So it, it's a very genuine piece of music. <laughs> um. Let's keep going with these lyrics. Sure. We got Frozen, uh, which I'm sure is about a, a, a reference to the movie Frozen. Done in a really sophisticated way. I'm outside <laughs> and it's frozen, but where's all the snow? I want to build a snowman. Please let it go. It's my coronation, even though it's cold. Use my imagination. I'm only five years old. <laughs> That's a good line. This it's, one I don't really like coronation she in the movie Frozen. That is a that is an incredible probably uh, you know display of vocabulary for a five year old. It's also like incredibly poetic, right? <laughs> right. Let's let's like just to get line by line. I'm outside and it's frozen, but where is all the snow? Clearly, mm-hmm. another coronavirus thing. Mm-hmm. Like the world's frozen. But it's not, I want to build a snowman and have fun. Please let it go. This is like good punchline shit, but also <laughs> like dark and sad and, and poetry. Um, it's my coronation. Even though it's cold, use my, ima- use my imagination. I'm only five years I'm old. Five years is old. like, yeah. ah, it's just so choice. 
Now we got an untitled track. Blew up on TikTok. My rap is so fire. Even Travis Scott, that dude is retired. Got bars. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little star. You don't even know who you are. I am five just trying to survive. Best rapper alive. I can't even lie. Calling out a lot of rappers here, too. Do you think that's trying to be like an attention grab? Calling out Travis Scott. Do you Scott, think that they Nikki. had any sense that this would be something? No. I don't think there's an no. attention grab at all. I think it's just a. Uh... Funny. Again, that's an assumption because you're like, oh, I've I heard this. They must be trying to do some sort of right. viral thing today. You just assume. Yes, that's a um, good point. yeah. But this isn't like a thing where you can find like, oh, here's my link tree. <laughs> you know, there's no she's not trying to do interviews or anything. The next track we got is Emily from the West. And so here's how it goes. I'm Emily from the West 303. The rapper that's about to blow up, how could it be? Do you think 303's the area code? Probably, I think right? that's in Colorado. The next track, the second untitled track, it goes like this. Look in the mirror and you're feeling down. Don't forget you're a queen and pick up that crown. Just carry on the thread of coronation. Some call you ugly, but I want you to see you will always be beautiful to me. So don't be sad. Don't listen to haters. They're just mad. Let's <laughs> get nice positive stuff here. Now the next one. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> is the name of the track? Is that like, is it is that a reference to the Pusha T track? If you know, you know. You know. You know. <laughs> so here it is, though. It's like a, it's another like uh, lost love track. Miss you. I miss your smile. I still shed a tear every once, every while. Even though it's different now, I'm still here somehow. My heart won't let you go, and I need you to know, I miss you. Damn, somebody hurt her. Somebody left her. I do wonder. I mean, maybe she is like she has some kind of like like prodigy level understanding of lyrics. I mean, it could be kids always surprise you with that shit, right? Yeah, like there's this there's a totally there's a world where she's like a kid who listens to music in her parents' car and kind of makes up songs around the house. Yeah, and and they're like kind of surprisingly clever and they're like hey why don't we just i mean you, you're a guitarist like you or you're a you make beats like put her on give her the mic like yeah, see right. what happens and she kind of spits out these little gems you know yeah it's it's bizarre it's it's you know you wonder there's here's the next one take me away me away take me away i want to see new places please take me and see new people i want to see new oceans take me away for a five-year-old they haven't seen much stuff no (laughs) places new spaces take me somewhere where i've never been i want to go outside i want to feel alive i want to have fun i want to be all in the sun best rappers in a while i want to pull up in style take me away to a place i've never seen i want to go on a plane and see the sky please take me away and don't ask why take me away take me away take me away how many tracks you got left? I got three more. Three more and they're quick. 12, Roblox is my life. This one goes, Roblox <laughs> is my life. I play all day and night. All right, next one. Fair. That's a that's a quick one. Here we go. Give me my crown. She really wants to get her, get her a crown. <laughs> this is the third track. I'm the new rap queen. Give me my crown. They can sit down. It's my turn. Time to learn. I will teach you my ways. Let me be your teacher. Emily Rose, I'm a new kind of creature. Good Good rhyme schemes. Right? Yeah. Uh last track, Roboticy. This is interesting. This kind of has like a like a thematic sort of radiohead kind of thing. Phone's not working. Roboticy. It's acting kind of funky. It's acting staticky. My phone is not loading. Load the screen. Acting up. It makes me want to scream. Roboticy. <laughs> that could be like the a alienation kid. of modern life. Yeah, uh, that could be a kid A track. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um now have you have you checked out either of these other releases on Spotify here? I, because I have. What I'm see- you have okay. I have not listened to this newer one. That's it's it's a whopping six minutes and fifty one seconds, um, but it uh, only seven tracks. So the tracks are a bit longer in the one minute range. Um, Can we but- talk about the cover art for two seconds? Real oh, good. absolutely. And what do we I got here? Just quickly touch on these titles. But okay. yes, the okay. cover art. 
I mean, <laughs> it's sort of a Harley Quinn kind of thing. There's a wing. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, like bat. It's kind of like it looks like you know on the boardwalk where like they make like a T-shirt. Yeah, like, the airbrush shirt dead or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cursive. Like this is weird. Emily dot 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 Rose. Well, the titles here uh, suggest that. Something slightly different, I think, than the last record where, you know, like you said, half of them are just titled like Emily or Emily Rose. It seems like improvised or whatever. This, the titles are like, they're very organized. And some of them reference, you know, this one is called Anything For You slash Dis slash Old Town Road. I wonder if that's a cover. We should listen to that. Yes, the, or the one is track five, Dixie D'Amelio song, which if you're on TikTok at all, you probably know the, or maybe you're not on TikTok, but you know Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio, the, the, um, these sisters that like dance, you know, they're like 16 or whatever. I am um, not familiar. Like TikTok but stars. Yeah. Well, it, it, these seem like, remember you asked about, uh, you asked about Travis Scott, like, is that bait or is that, um, fishing for, you know, connection to some pop culture thing. These yeah. seem like they now are like, oh shit, we got a lot of followers. Like we got some shine going on here. Like the, you know, the spotlight is on us. Let's create a little controversy. Sure. Uh, Dixie D'Amelio, fuck you. Or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever this is. Let's, I'm going to um, listen to that real quick just to see yeah. what the angle is. Because it's it's probably, it's a short All one right, too. let's throw it on. Go out. Don't want to get dressed up to pretend. No. I could lie and I could say I'm fine. Maybe you'll stop calling men. I got chips on my shoulder. Only getting older. So I keep to myself, they try to complain, just don't want to explain it. Sometimes I don't want to be happy, don't hold it against me, if I'm down just leave it. I want to be famous and I want to be a star, feels like my dream is just too far. I want to do more, but they won't open the door. They look at me and they see a joke. I wanna make money, but I don't wanna be broke. Wanna make music and be on stage. Can I be famous at this age? Okay, you're right. This completely turns it around. Right? They are going for it. They are going for it. It's a different vibe here. Let me just get the lyrics. So the first one, the Dixie D'Amelio thing, is apparently I'm looking at the genius. Lyrics here, and uh, a comment here is that it's a, a melancholy take on rising star Dixie D'Amelio's song "Be Happy," and so the lyrics mm-hmm. are: "Sometimes I don't want to be happy. Don't hold it against me. If I'm down, just leave me there. Let me be sad. <laughs> Sun's up. I already want to lay down. Friends calling. I really trying to go out. Don't want to get. Dr- I mean, this is so relatable for me. Look at this. <laughs> don't want to get dressed up to pretend. No, I could lie and I could say I'm fine." This has got to be the mom, right? This this is getting like, this is not chips on my shoulder. This is not a kid writing. Yeah, I feel yeah, it feels more intentional. There's no five year old Emily Rose was like, yo, you know what we got to do. Yeah, I have this great yeah, idea. Flip this uh, Dixie D'Amelio song, and, and then put our spin on it. You know. Yeah, and it's on the same track as a, as a, I want to be famous, which is I want to be famous and I want to be a star. Feels like my dream is this too far. I want to do more, but they won't open the door. They look at me and they see a joke. I want to make <laughs> money, but I don't want to be broke. Oh, I do see a joke, though. I want to make music and be on stage. Can I be famous at this age? <laughs> kind of a Dr. Seuss rhyme scheme. Um, yeah. Uh, it kind of I mean, isn't I- as good as the first so- it's not, and it gets to the thing we were talking about the 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 um the the outsider quality comes from not knowing, a, a, like a true earnestness, yeah, and an innocence, and you know the shags have that. This has that. Ice JJ Fish has that. But this this other one where it's very like consciously, yeah, outsidery. It it it. It no longer is doing the same thing. It's it's um in fact it's like upsetting. Then you really are hearing a parent go like, oh, say this, do this, mm-hmm. kind of control their child's behavior in a in a way that's like uh, slightly um disturbing or or unnerving or whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, you see that on you you see that on social media all the time, making their kids little, just like people make themselves little mm-hmm. celebrities in their minds on social media. It's it's making kids do this that early. It's funny to see how kids interact with social media when they're so young. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's kind of in in the sense of like being too self-aware about it it's like these there's a lot of those sort of cult movies like sharknado or birdemic right or any of these movies where it's they get the reputation of being bad slash campy and then they keep trying to do it again and again and trying to be campy on purpose and and then they they go they make that bad they do that poorly and that makes it so it's still baseline bad not intentional bad while yes. also being intentional bad. It changes the the framework, you know? Totally. Why is it, do you think, that we are sympathetic? Maybe that's all it is, is a sympathy or an empathy that, like, takes over. Like, when someone tries to do something good, but they fail, they they earnestly try. It's like we we, as the audience, sort of understand in a way. But when mm-hmm. you... When you try to do something bad, you know, I don't know. It just comes down to sincerity, I guess. You can always tell when someone is full of shit and people hate that. Yes. And then I don't know. I don't know if it's I, I, I'm thinking about it now and I, it might just be like they don't they don't get the joke. There's the line. People look at me and they see a joke. Right. I I'm getting the impression that maybe they're they're giving it a real run for the money. Right. So this isn't even like intentionally going like, oh, it's bad. It's ironic. And 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 jumping into that world of of let's keep doing the the joke. I think what makes you feel empathetic is like if if it's just empathy, you put yourself in their position. Yeah. You you go, if I was if I had this memory of being five years old. Or even if I was Tommy Wiseau in the room, like, yeah. There's something like about trying so hard, yeah, and failing so spectacularly that it comes back around to, you know, something. There's something sweet about it, <laughs> like yeah. One of my greatest fears is to, as I get older, just sort of gradually lose that self awareness. Oh sure. And and fall down some hole of like strangeness that no one will tell me that I'm, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. there's an element of that of like, Oh God, if they don't know, maybe I don't know, (laughs) you know, what if no one's telling me? Yeah. You know? And maybe that's actually a bad hang up Cause like, if I'm sitting here, you can't think about that all the time or you won't actually have, you won't do anything, but that that's an element of it too is is oh my god if this person doesn't know here this is a five-year-old so there's a good reason for it but then Mm -hmm. the parent like the parents doing this i i I took a quick breeze through like the other social accounts associated with this and and you know it's not something that i want to dig too deep into but you know the mom's got another kid and they're getting the other kid involved and it's just like you see yeah tiktok you see this a lot too Right, right. You'll see someone who's like a dad on TikTok and they make their kid do like memes with them. Sure. I saw one that was terrible that was like a dude and his son who was probably like 15, 16, and it was a very well edited and well shot TikTok video. Parody. You'll appreciate this as someone who wrote a, a, a WAP parody. It's a WAP mm-hmm. parody. The, the, it was. There's some chores in this house. There's some chores okay. in this house. And they're going around doing chores and the dad's yeah. telling the kid to do it. And they like, it's, oh, it's so bad. And there's so many of these things where it's like the parent mm-hmm. is doing what you think a kid would do with social media, like trying right. to get this recognition. Yeah. It's like, let it, you know, let it go. Man. Let, yeah. it go. let it go. Let it, yeah. In the words of uh, Emily Montez, let it go. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, want to briefly talk about music's music in Roblox and Minecraft and this whole thing. Are you aware okay. that there are concerts happening in Minecraft? Yes, I know Travis Scott did uh uh well he did it in Fortnite. Yes, um, Fortnite. But there was this dude I used to follow or still do follow I guess on Twitter but he's not very active called Poolboy although he just changed his handle. But um he was doing DJ sets on Minecraft 
Yeah. Now, I have to be honest. Just because I say those words does not mean I truly understand what they mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I can sit here and say, oh, yeah, Pool Boy was doing a DJ set on Minecraft. I guess it's like in-game. You're, I don't know how you would broadcast music in-game. I haven't played a video game seriously since I was probably 13, you know. I so, haven't played any of these multiplayer things. Exactly, yes. It's just you know, not, I've never done I, you know, that. more power to you if that's your thing. That's wonderful. It's just... I hit a certain point where I was like, I suck at this shit and it's not worth my time to continue because I'm not going to improve. And even if I do, for what? Right. Um, right. So sure. I just gave it sure. up and I was like, I think I'm done with this, um, but I respect it. You know, it's cool. But um, yeah, I just I don't know how that's possible that he could do a concert in Minecraft. Well, I mean, you can I, share audio. Theoretically, I, 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 I did play Second Life in college. Did you? I never did it. No, I any of these multiplayer games, I've never. So second, I, I like to be cool. isolated, and I could understand if it's anything like that. You know, I get you're kind of just this avatar character, and you it's a, just a huge open world, um, and there really is no limitation on what you can do. So let, let me check out this concert video. Yeah, so I'm watching this. Um, yeah, I think there comes a point where, like you said, about is anyone telling you you're out of touch or whatever and this is that point for me i watch this and i go i'm just too old to understand why this is appealing well it's (laughs) you know like i have no interest in participating in this i think it's cool as a like we were kind of saying originally about like this music or whatever it's like as an idea i am very open i'm like oh that's that's innovative like a concert in a virtual landscape but like i have no interest in sitting at a computer screen and looking at like the kind of first person view of a video game as music plays. I don't know. It doesn't take, take a look at the second one I just sent as well. But yes, I see what you're saying. It it sounds shitty. Live stream right, concerts right. are a big thing right now though. This mm-hmm. is like kind of the direction this is going. So what, what I'm, what we're looking at here is, is uh, some in-game videos from, a festival put on by hundred gex a festival but it was like it was you donated it there's some if you look at the videos there's some wild stuff they did and that second video if you're looking at it they built that entire world for this concert yeah that's cool that is cool i i get the building aspect but ultimately like aren't we just listening to the studio track of whatever this is Yes. And I mean, yes, it's just in the game or something, you know, it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief enough to be like, oh, yeah, this is a concert of some kind. But if you were six to ten years old and you were always playing this game, maybe that would. Yeah, that maybe I would at that point. Yeah. Right. So Roblox specifically, I just sent you a little Nas X just uh, did a Roblox concert. And as far as I know, the audience for Roblox is like maybe caps out at 12 years old. You know what I mean? He's on here. He's going, what's up, Roblox? Yeah, and he's interacting with people, and he's in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing is, is that it's like the the, the 100 Gex thing. Those are cool kids, right? You know, I saw another video that were people doing it first person, and they were like getting stoned and saying bullshit like they were at an actual music festival, <laughs> you know, in this Minecraft shit. So this is a weird audience of people that are like sort of in. You know, you call me like a square or whatever, but this Roblox one is cooler to me. I think it's really I mean, cool. It, Lil Nas X, like they put together a full kind of like animation here, and it looks like as your character, you can kind of be inside the animation. Whereas the the Minecraft one was just like songs playing in the background of Minecraft. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like I don't know. This is like yeah. this is an immersive experience, at least. Um, right, and I, I'll cool. tell you, a lot of Lil Nas X's audience is under the age of ten. You know, yeah, I taught yeah. music. I taught music at a uh, a school for kids from age like six to we had some adults in there, but it was mainly like five or six to teenagers. Right. And and when I was I would teach drums. And I just remember I had this one student who I'm always like, what do you want to play? It was an interesting learning experience for me because I'm learning what kids are listening to these days. Right. Some kids like what pa- their parents are getting them into. And if their parents are like into kind of like classic rock or stuff i'll have kids that want to come in and play ozzy when they're six or seven years old and stuff mm-hmm. um or this one kid it was all crazy frog <laughs> lil nas x old town road 
he <laughs> learned the lyrics to Old Town Road and he would get it. He's like, can I sing it? And we're like, yeah. And we play it. I showed him the yeah. Grammys performance because he hadn't seen it. And he was like, can we watch that again? Um, <laughs> he loved it. And I was like, well, there's some inappropriate shit in this. And he's like, I'm like, how'd you learn the lyrics? He's like, oh, my dad printed them out for me. It's <laughs> like, okay. Um, but it's just funny to me. So it's like he's kind of coming to where that audience is. Yeah. In a way. Now, the music he's making now isn't necessarily for children. No. He's just making music. No, not at all. But I just think it's interesting. We're seeing, I wonder if this will develop in the future into different types of sort of VR shit. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it will. Well, it seems like that would be maybe a next step for Emily Montez is some kind of virtual concert. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm just horrified to think that Square Garden thing and some of the couple of the videos I watched, there was just horrendous shit in the chat right just mm-hmm. the worst yes. things you can imagine so i think that the same shitheads from 4chan that that uh sort of uh contributed to the rise of fascism in our country again <laughs> yeah uh, they're gonna be probably gonna be in gonna there be crashing just, that party yeah. just ruining the whole experience for everybody so you know what do you we have that do? to look forward to yep can't wait <laughs> so what are your kind of your final thoughts on this the whole thing this emily montez record well, I think it's, you know, my ear for art and music is intrigued by it. My um, internal compass that tells me whether things are ethical or moral is <laughs> sort of on, yeah, going Wiggling. off a little bit. Um, yeah. But I, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt here. I'll wait and see. And I'm sort of intrigued to see where it goes, at least for now. But I think um, just on a purely sonic level, it's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting. It, it you know, it's surprising. It shouldn't yeah. it, sh- it, it shouldn't elicit the emotions that it does and the feelings that it does. And because of that, part of that, like part of what makes it good is that it's surprising, you know. Um, and yeah. so yeah it's it's it, you know the yes it it's bad in some traditional ways and that it doesn't adhere to the beat it doesn't it's you know it, melodically it's all over the place harmonically whatever but there's something very interesting about it nonetheless and if you're willing to kind yeah. of look past some of that superficial stuff how about you well for me i i want to start by saying this is like it's funny that you you and i being who we are talking about this on a on a music podcast Mm -hmm. when i was looking this stuff up on youtube i found some like a lot of people have given this like positive those like reaction reviews on youtube where the 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 thumbnail is some fucking nerd making a face with the with the cover of the album next to it. And it's like a lot of these, like, you know, maybe like a hundred views, few hundred mm-hmm. views of people seriously reviewing it or being angry about it. <laughs> right. And, and like, I don't want to be those people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have I, I don't little, really, that's not what I'm setting humor, out to do here, you know? And right. And, and one of them I saw, which really surprised me was by an account. It had like 32 views. It was an account called, uh, the, the, I think it was the boys who review and it's these two <laughs> kids who look like they're maybe like 11 or 12 years old. Okay. The video has like 32 views and it's like really terribly done. They have like a little picture of the thing in the front. Somehow they managed to get it on there. And then the kids standing like it's like a dark room and the kids standing like three feet back from like a really bad webcam. It's like 11 year old kid. And I expected it to just be him like this. This is stupid. <laughs> She's so bad. Right. Yeah. This kid is like you and me. He's like, you know, uh, she's an artist, and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make fun of her art, but you know, obviously, some of the things are kind of not done very well. <laughs> but she is five years old, so it's like people are all doing this this thing of like, it shocks me that an eleven year old kid's gonna listen to this and go, she's actually a very good artist. <laughs> There's something, and here. I really appreciate There's something here. Yeah, I appreciate that. This is a lot of the internet of kids is like this. There's a positivity mm. there because I'm used to the thinking, you know, tear it down. Right. I, I imagine that kids on the internet are just like 
cruel sure. and like I know when I was a kid what I started using the internet when I was like seven or eight years old and like it was just a fucking wild west out yeah. there and everyone was trying to be provocative and and to be fair yeah that's I'd say maybe that's a majority of the content out there but more and more I'm seeing like connections between mm. I don't know the culture on the internet's getting a lot more thoughtful and it's weird that kids that young now I have cousins and stuff who are that young who are all over the internet all over memes and stuff and like there's this kind of like tired jaded like very adult thing on the internet kids essentially kids are like I feel like kids are seeing a lot more than even we saw mm-hmm when we were young and I watched law and order and shit. I mean, maybe it, you know what I mean? Like it's like kids are learning more. You know what it reminds me of? About other people. It reminds me of my dog. Um, okay. My dog is a greyhound and my dog was raised in a kennel and, uh, he was, and we've been having some, a little bit of trouble with him on the leash lately. He's incredibly well behaved on the leash. Incredibly well behaved. I mean, he's an incredibly well behaved dog in general. Oh, very routine, very professional. I mean, he was raised, you know, he's a racer and he was raised yeah. on a schedule and uh, with hundreds of other dogs. And he knows how to be a great dog. The problem, as I've read, online because i was like why is he freaking out on the leash? he's a perfect dog like what the fuck is going on he freaks out when he sees other dogs and it turns out yeah. that the explanation might be uh that other dogs don't know dog etiquette they were not mm. raised most of them were probably adopted by a family you know very early as a puppy or a breeder gave them away whatever you know sold to a family and so they weren't raised with other dogs they don't know dog etiquette they don't know the right way to look at a dog they don't know as they approach what's that like well to me it's like the difference between our generation which were we and and prior who were born raised and then the internet came along and so we had to then learn the equivalent of the dog etiquette out on out well social media whereas these kids have have come up you know in the kennel so to speak they yeah kids under 10 with social they media have friends. maybe a rapport that we are not even aware of rules and etiquette and all this that we just will never have access to and will always be i mean you can already see it with boomers and people older than that you know they don't know how to use the internet the way we do but <laughs> you have to imagine <laughs> that even we are novices relative to these younger kids and that maybe you're seeing that in a review like that where there's a different approach, you know, where to to uh, relationships online in general, you know, because yeah. of that of that that built in etiquette that they, you know, Max doesn't know that he that's just his world. He's just like, what the fuck is that dog looking at me like that for? That's not how you look right. at another dog. Like, you know, like, what are you doing? And then he <laughs> freaks out, like, stop being an asshole. And that dog doesn't even know it's being an asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 I think we're just so, yeah, it's like we came up immersed in this idea that like kind of like you see in, well, a lot of just public figures in, in the world of the government and everything that there's decorum is is not a thing. Like everyone's going to be the worst version right. of themselves on the Internet. We just operate with that assumption yes. that the Internet is just full of trash. And and maybe that's just old. Yeah, that's because trolling it was an is, outlet for that. Whereas for them, they yeah. st- they're not just going to be the worst versions of themselves to begin with. That doesn't make sense. Well, the joke know? is dead. It's the troll. The thing is, the troll thing is just. Yeah, maybe it's passe. People, it's like, now it's in the now it's in the lexicon. You're trolling. Yeah. You're trying to get a response out of yeah. me. And so people are not trying to do that as much anymore. Also, it's more and more transparent. If you if you're engaged with the internet, people can learn a whole lot about you right mm-hmm. away from the way you present yourself online. So the, the anonymity thing is less and less. Everyone's using their own identity on the internet these mm-hmm. days. So we're not screen names anymore. You know, for the most part, maybe in some cases. But yeah, yeah, I feel like it's generations usually like kind of like there's a shedding of certain hangups. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I kind of see there's another degree of irony in younger kids' interaction with the internet than we have where 
they think it's funny if someone gets really riled up about random nonsense mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. internet. The worst thing you can do With online this, is get mad. Sure. Right. And so they're looking at that. They look at that and they're like, wow, that's that's like like people, old people, like in their late 20s sure. do that yeah. kind of thing, you know? And and I think that's kind of heartening to think that people are kind of like, it's not as fun. And anymore maybe Emily Rose is the litmus test or Emily Montez is the litmus test. Yeah. How do you react? For, how do you react? Yeah. For which side of the divide you ultimately fall on? What face are you making in the thumbnail for your YouTube <laughs> reaction video is what I want to know. Cool. Well, um, thank you all for listening to this, listening to us discuss a five-year-old's music. <laughs> but we hope you're here next time with the next gauntlet of horrible sounds we put you through. <laughs> um, and, you know, in the meantime, you know, it's okay to be sad, right? Emily is trying to get this across is like, feel your feelings, get through them in maybe 19, 23 seconds and, and move on and, 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 and just sort of just flow with it. So we hope you all have a good one. Yes, sir. Later. All right. Goodbye. I'm outside. It's frozen. But where is all the snow? I want to build a snowman. Please let it go. It's my coronation. Even though it's cold. Use my imagination. I'm only five.